Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as the Cowboy Way protein powder. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, MODERNCOWBOY, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and I sit down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, twenty thousand dollar horses. Then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, it's great to be back uh, recording another episode. Kind of had a little break for a while there. Uh, this summer was up in Montana for a couple of weeks. Uh, was over in Oregon, uh, working on Modern Cowboy stuff and other things as well. But uh, I'm excited to, to, to do this podcast today for a couple of reasons. One, because I've only you know put a couple out in the past couple of months, and I'm usually you know one a week for the last almost three and a half years now. But I've got Tyler Olson and Daniel Cummings. Tyler's a founder of Bronx and Donks. And <clears throat> the name may sound kind of uh, strange, but it's it's interesting. A buddy of mine reached out to me. He goes, hey, man, he goes, you got to get this, get this guy from Bronx and Donks on your podcast. And, and I hadn't heard of it. And one of the reasons is because I'm so busy all the time. I don't, I don't even listen to my own podcast back, but it's hard for me to listen to a lot of other people's content. But so my buddy had told me about it. And then Tyler ended up, we ended up connecting on social media and uh, I started checking his stuff out. They've got over 24 million views on YouTube, which in and of itself is pretty amazing. So I'm excited to talk to talk to Tyler and Daniel and see, uh, you know, how they got this whole thing started and, and where they're heading with it. So without further ado, Tyler and Daniel, hey, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming off your vacation to get us on here. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to come join you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we actually were messaging when I was when I was out there, I think, in Montana the first time. But um, anyway, then I got over to your feed and I started watching your videos and stuff uh, and, and they're absolutely crazy. So let's let's kind of just try to start from the beginning. I, I know there's a lot of different ways we could go here, but uh, do you guys live on a ranch? Do you live on a ranch right now or did were you raised on a ranch? Yeah, um, we both just kind of live on small family ranches here in Utah. Uh, and we were raised on a ranch. We've always grown up on one. But, you know, uh, if you watch my videos, a lot of times we're on other people's ranches. And we've started traveling around to a bunch of places now. So it's not just my ranch you see on YouTube and social media. We're going all over the place now. Yeah. And how long ago did you did you start posting the videos? And what, like, inspired you to post the first video with a GoPro, you know, chasing a wild cow or wild burrow through the, through the countryside? Oh man, that's kind of a long story actually. But uh I so we started posting videos on YouTube to actually sell our animals. Um it seems like nowadays everybody's a horse trainer. Uh it's just a very competitive market, you know. So we wanted to figure out a way to kind of separate ourselves from everybody else, stand out when we were selling our animals. So I started at clear back in college and at the time we were training mules. And so we just go out and record video of, videos of us. Daniel was with me at the time. We just go record like videos of us bombing off a hill or out ranching on our mule. And we just post it to YouTube and we'd link it to our uh, KSL ad or our classified ad when we were selling animals and it just worked really good. So that's kind of what got us started in it is uh, 
selling animals and it involved evolved into more of taking people through our day and we're not as much like we don't really sell our animals as much anymore obviously we still do a little bit but it's so much more than that now yeah so yeah so now this is the other interesting thing too is is you guys ride mules or am, am i saying that right are they mules or are they donks i mean what what's the and and i've had other people on the podcast and i've talked to people about mules and a lot of people say hey once you have a mule you know, you, you won't even want to ride a horse again. Um, but anyway, yeah. take us through that a little bit. Cause, cause, and I, I see these things, you know, these videos of you guys, I mean, just going down, I mean, literally a vertical shelf and, and, and they just nose over and just go down it and land on their feet every time. Uh, you guys don't always land on your feet, but the mules do, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, tell, tell us about the mules a little bit too. Oh man. So like growing up, we never really had mules around or anything. And uh, I guess when you're training and selling mules, they're actually worth quite a bit more money if you're just getting them to sell for trail riding and stuff. So back when we started our YouTube channel, you know, we started picking them up and it was kind of a money thing at first. And then as we started riding them, it, you know, it like, I, I don't know, what do you think? It just kind of turned into more than just a money deal like we we started riding them out in the rough terrain like we have a bunch of mountain permits for our cattle and stuff mm -hmm. right and so we were able to just go freaking anywhere on these mules and the more we rode them you know the more things you kind of pick up on them out, like uh i don't know they're just super sure-footed they hardly ever stumble like i'll ride my mule out in the mountain and then I'll get back on my pony and I feel like I'm just tripping all day and falling over everything. And so obviously we use our mules for uh, different jobs than our horses. Like if we're out on the mountain, just herding, we'll ride our mule. But if we got a rope or ranch or something, we'll get on our ponies. But gotcha. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'll, I'll mention that like in our community, mules are highly frowned upon. People, <laughs> people will make fun of us. They laugh yeah. at us because of the long ears. And so growing up, we kind of avoided mules. We would yeah. be embarrassed to be around one almost like, cause everybody, I knew a couple older gentlemen that had one and they just made fun of them, laughed behind oh, yeah. their back. Call them Festus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. And so, right. <laughs> and then, uh, when Tyler started breaking mu mules and I, uh, joined him, it was actually really fun. We would just, yeah. we would just go out to the desert and we would just start riding over stuff and we'd go through country that I'd never been on before. And it was a ball. Yeah, you'd be amazed where they can go. And well, I'm amazed because I see what you guys do in your videos. I mean, you know, and, and some I mean that one video you posted said keep your, your eye on his nose. And it's just all these different clips of different, you know, mules you're riding. It looks like they're different mules anyway. And is there something about their nose where they put their nose that helps them keep their balance or or yeah, they're pretty good at keeping their head low. Like uh mules are I guess they get it from the donkey side, but right. when they look down at the ground, they have a wider, uh, they can see what what's a wider view. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the word for it, but they can see all four of their feet when they look down. So really compared to a horse or so people say like horses can't see as much when they're looking down at the ground. So that's why mules are a little more sure footed. They can kind of see what's going on down there. Yeah. Now, is it true? Like mules, uh, if, if you don't, if you don't treat them right, or you're, you know, hard on them, do they remember that? Or do they, you know, I've heard that they can be ornery. If, if you're, if you, if you don't treat them right, they won't treat you right. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Mules, in my experience, mules are definitely smart for themselves. Right. And so like horses really want to please, uh, the trainer or whoever's riding them most right. of the time and mules, it's more of, they'll do it if that's the for them like right for them so kind of a funny story we got a client mule in and uh daniel was riding it one day and she did <laughs> something i can't remember but daniel said a certain cuss word and this mule recognized that word <laughs> and she would kick out every time you said that she'd, she'd pin her ears and bite at you or she'd oh, take yeah. off running and they remember there's pretty smart animals that's crazy. So, now, now, how many different guys are in the videos? Is it just are you two guys, or do you have other guys that work with you too at times? Or 
Um, it kind of depends on the video. A lot of the videos you'll see, there's a ton of my cousins in it. And then okay. we just kind of rotate through different ranches around here. We'll go day work for a lot of different people. So it is really just different. Almost every video. We got a lot of friends around here too. We'll ride with. So. Yeah. So now do you have a day job or are you guys, are you doing this full time now? Bronx and Donks is a full-time gig now for us. Yep. I, I do train horses for under, um, Kirk, Chris Jansen as K&M training. Okay. And then it's, it works great. Cause then I can come film content with Tyler while I work with these other horses. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I, I got to ask a question here is who was in the video? Cause I, I took that one video and just posted it as a kind of a prelude to, you know, having you guys on, uh, where the saddle horn got roped on that horse and then it went around the tree and, and the, the scent, I mean, did, did the cinch break or what broke the latigo or what broke on that for that saddle? To come oh, man. Well, like all the nails came out of the tree that were connecting to the latigo or whatever. So the, the tree didn't actually break, but all the rip nails got ripped. out. So, so who, who, who was dally to that? And were, were they tied hard and fast or were they holding the dally on that? Yeah, that was my friend, Corby Christiansen. And it's kind of hard to see from the video, but there was a cattle guard in front of us. And that's why he dallied off because we needed to turn the horse before we ran over the cattle guard. But, and then I was the other camera angle. So there's the two of us chasing the pony, but that's crazy. (laughs) it was wild. Yeah, that was wild. And I, I, I mean, you could hear it, but I, I, you know, when it popped, but I, I heard people commenting, or maybe it was a video commented that that was a super loud sound when that saddle popped off. Oh yeah. It sounded like a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> it was really loud. And we thought something bad happened when it first went down. That's why yeah. we were just kind of looking, not saying anything for a minute. Right. But yeah, everything was fine. It was just the saddle that made that noise. So I, I was back with the guy that got bucked off and we heard the pop. <laughs> oh really? We're like, we're like, Oh, they shooting his horse. What's going on? <laughs> That's too funny. Now. Um, also I saw that, uh, you you build saddles is it is it you that build the saddles and, and sell them uh or how's that work? no i hired a saddle maker uh, he's out in texas but yeah we sell a lot of saddles so we have we're trying to expand on our saddle brand mm-hmm. we got an association saddle and a wade tree and those are the two most popular right now but yeah we hired some guy out in texas to build them for us cool and it just kind of build them to your specification and then it's just the bronx and donks brand yep yeah. Yep. Exactly. Very cool. So now, um, now I, who, who, who else works in this with you? Do you have, uh, you know, more guys behind the scene or is your, you got wives involved or. Yeah. Um, my wife actually plays a huge role behind the scenes. Like I'm kind of the guy holding the camera and doing all the fun work and she's, she's getting all the business done for us. So She's managing brand deals. She's designing merch. She's reaching out like to the saddle maker. Right. And there's right. just so many things behind the scene that people don't see that she's doing. So, I mean, she's huge role the Bronx and Donks. And then we got Daniel here. He edits our second channel. And uh, other than that, you know, we, we hired a couple intern. Like we have an intern right now mm-hmm. and we're going to hire a couple more and they kind of help out on the ranch and be a part of videos. But a lot of it is just kind of me and my wife. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. yeah. You did just hire somebody to go through all your videos to speed up the editing process. Yeah. Editing is probably the slowest, the thing yes. that limits Bronx and dogs. <laughs> so yeah, we hired yeah. an editor and that's helped out a ton. Hopefully like, Right now we post kind of two YouTube videos a month on our main channel. Right. Hopefully right. we can double that and get like four out. Uh, our problem isn't finding content. Ours is just getting it edited. We don't have any time to do that. Right. So, so you've got an editor that's editing, you know, your main stuff. And then Daniel, you, you got, you got, so you got two YouTube channels and why, why is that? What's. Well, it's kind of tough, you know, um, YouTube is really cracking down on, animal abuse and they kind of consider our channel be on the edge right so we're one of our biggest fears is that we're going to get deleted randomly one day it seems to happen to a lot of people right so we have a second channel uh kind of as a backup in case that ever happened we're just trying to diversify as much as we can gotcha so and we've actually grown it up pretty big like it's up to what 30 
K. 26. Right 26 K right now. 26. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a big fear of ours. And that's kind of when we went to go full time for Bronx and Donks, we're like, you know, this is only going to happen if we can diversify because say we're just relying on that YouTube channel and it randomly gets deleted one day. Well, then we lose our outreach to everybody and right. nobody can find us. So, right. right. I'll also mention that um, there's a lot of footage that uh, is really great and it just doesn't quite make it onto the main channel because there's so much of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the second channel is a good place to show some of those like roping donkeys that didn't quite make it onto the main channel or roping a couple calves that got loose or right. Yeah. Stuff like that. And what about, what about a webpage? Do you guys have any of your content on a website? And is, is that, I mean, I understand the, the fear of, you know, channels being deleted. I mean, we're seeing more and more of that. And I was just listening to something the other day. They were just talking about YouTube and, and, you know, how they're limiting so many things. I, 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 I don't know this. I'm just asking the question, you know, can you get as much content on, on a website? But then again, you got to direct traffic to that website. It's not like YouTube, but. Right. Yeah. We've considered doing that at the moment. We're not, um, we haven't had too many issues with YouTube yet. Like we'll get demonetized here and there. And right. obviously we don't post everything we record on there. Right. Even if it's like, we'll like, if we're ever out branding, we'll usually really limit that type of stuff or if we're vaccinating cattle or something. Right. But if we run into more problems with YouTube and other social media platforms, I think we'll for sure start posting the full videos on our website. Right. But yeah, I, that's a good idea. And we actually probably should be doing that, but yeah, we just haven't gotten around to it. Now, so this started back when in 2017, is this when you guys started it or? Yeah, that's when we started the channel. I don't think we posted on it for like a year, though, after we created it. Really? So, yeah, and that's when I was going to college with uh, Daniel and I were going over just to mm -hmm. some college over here, team roping and stuff for the right. rodeo team. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Training meals for entry fees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you guys grew up together then, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. We're, we're related. We're basically mm -hmm. brothers. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. Now you guys, you guys have a pretty nice looking studio there. So where, where, where are you set up and you got a nice, uh, is that like a, an iron um, cutout back there behind you? Yeah. Yeah. We got this a while ago for, I was training a meal for somebody and they cut that out for me for payment, but we're in the B and D headquarters here. We got an office and podcast studio, a couple nice. editing base. Nice. So yeah, we're, we just kind of barely moved into it recently. So it's still kind of a work in process. Like, yeah. We have a podcast studio, but we've probably recorded like 10 podcasts, but we haven't released any yet. You haven't we're released just, any yet. Probably today is our first day we're going to release one. Really? So, very yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Because you're looking very Joe Rogan esque there with the uh, backlighting and everything. It's, it's uh, It looks good, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It looks hey. really good. Um, yeah. So, let's talk about your podcast a little bit. You, uh, you, you've recorded 10 episodes. And you're going to maybe publish one today, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. how, how often are you looking to do your podcasts? And, and uh... Well, we're thinking twice a week. That might be a little ambitious, though. So it might be cut back to once a week. And you probably know more than anybody about that. Well, I, I started out, uh, it, I was doing two a week. But I didn't have as, quite as much going on then. There were some different things I was doing. But I did two a week for maybe a year. And then... Uh, then it just got to where, man, I just got to kind of cut it back a little bit, you know, and just, I, I do other things too, but, but, but I love doing it, but you know, like you guys were saying, the biggest thing about it is, is just learning the technology and having the people to be able to, you know, help you with the editing and whatever, you know, it's just, it's a constant thing. Right. And I, I've got, I put mine on YouTube. I got two videos on YouTube, but um, I haven't put any more on there, but I got all my life to get them converted, but it's kind of hard they've been edited, then they've got to re-edit and sync the audio and everything. And so right. I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes. Uh, but, uh, you know, people are still listening, so I'll keep recording. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So the biggest reason we're starting a podcast is just cause, you know, we'll post a 10 minute video on YouTube. Right. And it'll get, I don't like some of them will get millions of views or right. at least hundreds of thousands of views. And we'll go through the comments and there's just so many questions and just there's so many people out there that don't know what's going on. 
Right. And they're always so curious and there's only so much that can be said in a 10 minute video. So we're going to start this podcast to really let people know what's going on, maybe explain some things that are confusing them. And I don't know, I think it's important to educate people. It's just people are kind of oblivious to what's going on in the Western world, I think. And they don't understand our lifestyle. And a lot like uh, a lot of people who watch my channel aren't cowboys. They're more of just curious about what's going on. They're like, right why is this kid roping a horse in the middle of the desert this is what's going on here right well you know it's it's interesting because uh you know i I don't know you got how many of my podcasts you guys have listened to but uh, we talk about that a lot just you know for people to even get involved in you know western cowboy rodeo kind of lifestyle and culture uh there's a lot of people like you said there's a lot of people that watch it aren't cowboys but like the modern cowboy brand is, is a brand that's for the cowboy and all of us, everybody somewhere in their heart, you know, at one point in their life, you know, wants to be a cowboy. I mean, you know, you just listen to, listen to all the music from Finn Lazita, you know, kid rock to John Bon Jovi, man, I'm a cowboy. Everybody's a yeah. cowboy, you know, and you know, it's just that iconic image of the, of the cowboy and people love it. And when you see a guy, especially like what you guys are doing, you know, riding and swinging a rope. I mean, it's, it's one of the coolest things there is, you know? And uh, uh, so I agree with you, you know, and, and sometimes I, I agree with you in terms of we got to educate people, but I agree. I think too, sometimes it's hard for people to break into this culture just because, uh, well, it, it's tough. It's kind of, it can be clicky at times. Let's uh, let's put it that way. And I've talked with everybody about that from Tyson Durfee to Shane Proctor. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, and, and we've got to make it more welcoming and more open. So when you put a video on YouTube where you're roping, you know, uh, whatever stray calf or whatever it is, people have an understanding of it and they don't think that, Oh my gosh, this is like horrific kind of deal, you know? And, and even right. though someone may never do that, they love to be able to see it. You know, just like me watching MMA, I'm never going to get an octagon, but man, I love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so in some of my videos, you know, a calf will get separated from the herd. And right. the best way to get that calf back is roping it and bringing it back. Right. And people will just see that video of me roping the calf and they'll think it's animal abuse and they'll right. go report my videos. You'll see it in the comments. And it's just, yeah. People get fired up about that. They think any <laughs> using ropes at all is the worst and that it's yeah. awful. Oh yeah. Don't even get me started like on branding videos. People lose their minds. Oh when they see yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's just, it just goes back to, you know, educating people. And I think we're on a boon of, uh, you know, it's almost like in the eighties when, uh, urban cowboy came out. I mean, for the, you know, I've posted some, some, some pictures of just of urban cowboy. Cause I was there, man. I mean, I lived, that time and it was freaking awesome no matter what anybody says I, I bought this cheesy big old hat from jc Penney's, had a giant you know gillies feather thing on the front but it was cool you know because i wanted to be a cowboy and uh mm-hmm. but i think we're kind of on that again you know and I, everything from the pbr to yellowstone um to like we I mean, like what you're doing too uh it 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 helps just bring it to light more and, and exposes more people to it and uh the more we can do that the more we can you know, minimize the, the BS we get in terms of, you know, the, uh, for lack of better words, the animal abuse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Do you watch Yellowstone? Um, <laughs> I, I do watch it, um, <laughs> the, but I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the record. I mean, the first, the first season was the best for me. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Do you guys watch it? Yeah, we have. Yeah. I watched <laughs> it. We had to see what all the hype was about. <laughs> Well, the, the the first episode was was uh, I thought was amazing, but I just couldn't stand it when they killed his his one and that was I mean his one son, you know, when he got killed right at the beginning. But anyway, right, yeah, yeah, it was wild. It, it was blew wild. my mind. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens now. Now they got uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill in the in the prequel one that's coming up. I don't know if you know about that or not, but they're going to do the, oh. the 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 Dutton Ranch or whatever it is from the eighteen hundreds, how it all started before it got to current day. So, oh, wow. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I actually had Forrest Smith though. I, I don't know if you, you know who he is. He's one of the characters uh, in the bunkhouse, the older guy. Do you guys know him? Okay. I, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I had him on the podcast and actually um, he was up in Montana at that deal. He at the, uh, we were at the, 
uh, Montana uh, Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame dinner they had up there, and he was there and spoke. But uh, he's a super cool dude, man, and he he's he's one of my favorite people on the show. So yeah, yeah, super. He's cool. the old guy in the bunkhouse, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah, you man, the episode that he's on is is a really good episode. The podcast, but uh, you know, he rode uh, Bronx up until he was like fifty two. And, and he said the only reason he quit was because he couldn't get a brace big enough on his neck. He'd get, he'd, you know, and he'd get bucked back. He would black out because it would just like impinge his spine. <laughs> so he said, yeah, I couldn't, oh I couldn't, couldn't get a brace big enough to keep me from blacking out. So he had to quit. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So, um, well, cool. So then what, what else you guys got planned for the future? I mean, uh, I mean, I know that, uh, you're doing this full time. You're, you're going to add new merch. Um, what, what do you, what do you see in the future for Bronx and Don's? Yeah. So, so I think first off, we're going to try to get more videos out. That's one of our biggest goals right now. That's kind right. of a short term goal. Right. Long term. I think we want to hire another editor so we don't have to do any of that. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, uh, obviously increase our merch. I think we're going to Cowboy Christmas this year and stuff. And yeah, we're going to try to build our merch shop up. But right now I'm just so focused on getting out, like uh, just growing my brand as much as I can on social media. Right. We're going to kind of worry about um, selling stuff and all that other stuff later on. Cause right. like right. making videos is what I enjoy doing and right. being out on the trail is. So that's the end goal is, is that one day I can just be out filming all the time and not have to be in the office worried about a lot of this stuff. Right. So that's kind of where we're trying to get everything at is being out on the trail a lot more. Cause right now it's mostly an office job. If I'll be honest with you. <laughs> really? So do you, yeah, I'm in. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Like right now. So when I go film a video for YouTube, we probably take out like four GoPros and my GoPro I'll come back just from a day ride and I'll have like four or five hours on it. And then all the other GoPros have two or three hours on it. And so I just got to go through all that footage and it takes just a week oh. or two to get a video edited. Like it probably takes me 20 to 40 hours, depending on the size of the video to edit something. Man. So yeah, it. but like I enjoy doing it. It's fun right. going like compressing a big cattle drive into the, best 10 minutes of the day right and it's super satisfying uploading that and seeing people enjoying it right and so i mean like it's fun work but i think i'd still rather be out on the trail riding than sitting right. at a computer so now you said you guys you guys still do day work is that what you said yep yep yeah we'll go kind of the area we're in is pretty unique we have a lot of winter permits and summer permits mm -hmm. so and our our desert's awesome like it's kind of a mountain range out there too right so year round you can find day workout just riding for people's cows so right. we'll go do that a ton and a lot of those guys will let us film so it's kind of a and when we're filming i usually um i'll just tell them hey look i don't want to get paid i'm here working for me but i'll help right. you out at the same time right but we still will go work for other people just kind of as a side job in a way right more of just to ride our colts if anything yeah get our colt road down and get some good content yeah, yeah. Speak, speaking of colts how, how many horses do you guys keep in you, you know i mean are you and are you constantly you know training colts and are you selling those colts when you get them started or are you finishing them or how, how's that work yes <laughs> <laughs> you go first well um so my father-in-law, who is a professional horse trainer, uh, we probably have probably 30 horses at the house. Okay. And they're just coming and going. And he usually has got me on uh, six to seven a month. And then I get my own horses coming through. And so I'm riding horses out my ears. Right. But. Yeah. Every summer, I usually get about six or seven colts that I'll start. And then I'll usually keep a, like three of them around for a couple of years before I'll sell them get them real tuned up, real ready to go. Right. So it just kind of depends on the year. When I was going to school, I usually had just a ton of mules. I was always breaking. Mm -hmm. And right now I've kind of focused more on YouTube and filming videos. So I probably only have like four right now. Right. But yeah, yeah it kind of fluctuates throughout the year. Summertimes we definitely have a lot more colds to ride. So yeah. Now you guys, you said you guys, uh, 
rope rodeo in college, did you say? Team rope? Yep. Team rope and calf rope a little bit. Did you? Yeah, you I guys- spent a before I went in team rope for college, I actually spent the summer down on Al Box Ranch interning for him. Oh, that's kind of where I got good at team roping. So that was an awesome experience going down there. Yeah. We uh there was probably like three or four of us interns down there and we just run shoots all day for pros and just see the best of the best roping and then at night like either al or one of his kids would help kind of work with our form and stuff and we get a team rope at night a little bit very cool now when was that when did you do that it was probably the summer of 2019 or 2018 i can't remember for sure it was a couple years ago yeah (laughs) now now you guys what what did you study in college what you guys made uh I majored in animal and dairy science. So I was going to, I was going to apply for vet school before Bronx and Donks took off and Daniel, you graduated. Yeah. I graduated with an ag business degree and, um, emphasis in finance. And then I also picked up my drone license along the way. Yeah. I oh, was nice. one class, one class and one internship away from graduating with my bachelor's degree. And you didn't but- finish it. Nope. Bronx and donks took off and coronavirus hit pretty oh, hard. Yeah. So I just went all in Bronx and donks. I was like, you know what? I think I, I could see myself doing Bronx and donks full time. And right. I was like, I'd hate myself. I'd regret it if I didn't just go all in for right. at least a year or two. Yeah. And yeah. now we've committed to it, you know, forever. So yeah, I probably won't go back and finish my degree. <laughs> so <laughs> That's funny. So, um, so, and what college did you guys go to anyway? I graduated from Utah State. Okay. Yep. We went to Utah State. And you just got one internship and one, what, three credits to finish yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's funny because um, another guy, I don't know if you guys know Alan's, Alan from Alan's Lids down in, in Texas, but uh, he's okay. got he's got a, a hat shop now. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, Super smart kid, but I had him on the podcast and he was going to school to be a medical doctor and that, but he was working shaping hats and he just fell in love with it so much um, and, and just got super motivated. And now he's got his own shop and I mean, he's super busy, but uh, it's funny. You were going to go to vet school and, and now you're making videos for YouTube, which is, which is really cool because, you know, people can do a lot of different, so many different things nowadays with technology, which is, is amazing, you know? Um, it, it's just like with podcasts. I, I started listening to podcasts when what 2017 and, uh, didn't know I was going to start one, but it's just such a great way to, to learn and get content on things that you're interested in. And you don't have to hear, you know, and, and you guys probably know you've list, listened to a lot of podcasts, like you can listen partway through one or no, I'm not liking it. You just turn it off and, and listen to another one, you know, and, and you can hear so many, uh, you know, experts, specialists, whatever in their field and learn, you know, a ton of stuff. And it, it, it's, it's just really, really cool. And you guys, yeah. so you guys are young, man. You guys just got out of college, right? Or mm-hmm. yeah, just a year ago. So yeah, I just graduated this uh, last spring. No kidding. So did, were you guys, were you guys all locked down there too with the Corona and everything? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was awesome for me because I could just stay home and edit. And right. then because of the coronavirus, everybody was on YouTube because they had nothing to do. Right. So my channel kind of blew up at the time. Yeah. And that was a huge factor in uh, helping me decide to go full-time Bronx and Donks because I mean, it was a pretty tough decision to drop out of college. Yeah. And obviously like a lot of my family and a lot of my, I don't know, people who knew me, they're like, really, you're going (laughs) to drop out of school to do YouTube and you're one class away. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just the perfect storm when coronavirus hit for me because yeah. I was able to do YouTube full time. So, well, and in the community we're in, we're pretty, we got the desert 20 minutes away and we can be on the mountains in 15 minutes. So, even though things were locked down, we could still go out, make content, right? And never see a soul, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where and where are you guys at anyway? What, what part of Utah? Uh, we're in kind of central, eastern, eastern. I don't know. Some people call it Eastern Utah, but we're kind of right in the middle of it. Gotcha. Yeah, we're yeah. right along the Manti LaSalle's and all some of those mountain ranges right here. Very cool. Yeah. You, either you guys have kids yet? 
Uh, yeah, we both have a kid, actually. Do you? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be uh, in future Bronx and Donks videos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll be a future mule stomper, that's for sure. <laughs> so what, what's the worst injury you guys have had uh, filming some of these things? Oh, man. Have you ever been hurt on a video? I haven't been hurt on a video. Um, our buddy Brett had seven staples in his head. Yeah, that was one of the more recent videos. Really? And yeah, it was a bummer. So we got our intern straight out of Texas, and it was just like his second day here. So we're like, hey, let's go show you the mountains. We'll just go on a nice, easy ride. We'll bring kind of our good stuff. And so we sent it up to the mountains. And I guess so our other cousin Brett came with us, and he brought one of his Colts, and we didn't know he was going to do it. Uh, and we didn't bring like our GoPros or anything because it was just supposed to be an easy day. Right. And as we started climbing the mountain, his colt just blew up and <laughs> he ended up falling off in front of this mule and the mule got him with his front and back legs. Oh, so, <laughs> and he fell in a rock pile too. Oh. So he was just beat up. And the, I don't know, should I like the worst part for me was I didn't get on camera. <laughs> so um after he got bucked off we pulled out our iphones and stuff and we were like oh what happened man and we still made a video out of it right it was supposed to be an easy day and yeah so it was a bummer and it seems like it's always on the easy days you forget your kids when we don't expect it to when things go south like yeah we're just not planning on it we're on our good stuff and then we don't have our cameras and we're not prepared when the good stuff happens yeah i'm surprised the intern stayed though i'm really surprised after that yeah (laughs) yep he's still here oh he is yeah that's funny so now when you guys say you're on your good stuff you say you're riding you riding your good horses or your good mules is that what you're saying yep yeah Yeah. we'll usually have a couple mules around that only have like 15 rides on them or something and then we'll always have our good dependable ranch horses and mules right we put our wives and kids on them and Mm -hmm. anybody that's not experienced with riding Right. But yeah. so, but the intern, he got, did he get stuck on a colt or? No, he was on some of the good stuff. I think uh, the mountains were a little much for him to experience the first <laughs> round. I don't know. <laughs> He'd never been like above sea level or whatever. So we put him on something good. Yeah. We took him on a pack trip um, down on the desert and he was pretty scared. <laughs> 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 he's like was oh, this, you guys ride over this <laughs> was this after the fact after he'd been mule stomped or no yeah this know. was after um it was like so we took the intern on that ride like the second day he was here and then right. we took him on a pack trip probably day four oh, so yeah. well and it wasn't the intern that got hurt he just watched somebody get hurt yeah it gotcha. was our cousin brett who got hurt he was on the colt oh okay gotcha oh gotcha okay yep. i thought it was the intern Oh, that's, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, man. Um, hang on one second. Hey, so speaking of pack trips, I've seen you guys. Do you guys take guys on hunting trips? Because I've seen some, I don't know if I've seen the videos, maybe more just pictures scrolling through, uh, you know, your Instagram feed of, uh, you know, game uh, on, on pack mules or horses or something. So, do you guys do you guys take people on hunting trips or is that stuff just for yourselves? Right. So we don't have guiding licenses or anything. So technically we can't take people out. Got you. But um, like some of my uncles, they're guides and some of our friends are guides. So we'll go help them and we'll uh, just like a lot of them don't have horses. So when they get some big game, we'll go in and help them pack it out. But yeah, we're, we don't have the license to do it, but we're always along for a ton of those trips. And we actually don't record a whole ton of those just because of YouTube. They demonetize a lot of that stuff. And we don't want to be branded as a hunting channel just because those guys get hit real hard by the algorithm. Right. Well, and I had a tag last year and um, I talked Tyler into helping me pack in and we went and stayed a week in this roadless area. And we actually got um, a wildfire started probably half a mile from us. Really? Yeah, we had to evacuate, and yeah, it was wild. Oh, yeah. We got videos of choppers landing right next to us, dumping water everywhere. And then, yeah, we didn't get it on camera, but like a lot of those guys had to go back up and hurry and move their cows from the wildfire right where we were at. So it was crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. That is nuts. Very crazy. So, um, I always ask everybody on the podcast, these questions, uh, um, we'll start with Daniel, Daniel, um, do you have a, a favorite hat brand? Cowboy hat brand? <laughs> um, <laughs> anything I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the American felt hats. Uh, they look good and they seem to last really well. So, yeah, you know that, so I can't tell you how many guys, especially like bronc riders and stuff. Those I'll ask them what hat they like, nigga, whatever the, cheapest one is i can get that fits good because they get mashed all the time so <laughs> yeah what what, yeah, what i burned through them do you quick what what about cowboy boots you got a favorite brand of boots um i just bought a pair of stetsons that i'm really liking they worked out great and before that i've just used area so yeah how about the uh, cowboy movies got a favorite? oh boy i'd have to say tombstone i don't i like tombstone Tyler, how about you? Favorite hat brand? Oh, yeah, I do like me an American straw hat. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Daniel, though. I go through hats too fast, so I just kind of buy what looks nice at the moment. <clears throat> right. <laughs> how about boots? I got a good pair of Justins that work pretty good for me right now. I can't complain about those. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a... I, I'm not picky, man. I'll, I kind of uh, just buy what fits and what feels good. <laughs> gotcha. How about cowboy movies? Favorite Ooh, movie? Dances with Wolves is a good one. Um, yeah, huh. Oh, shoot. What's the name of it? I'm blanking right now. Um, In Australia. Oh, Man from Snowy River. Man oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one. one's a really good one. You went old school on both those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those are yeah. for sure my favorite. Uh, I watched another old school one the other day. I can't remember the names. I'm terrible with names of movies. One of my favorite lines from Man from Snowy River was when Brian Dennehy told that guy. Um, the guy said something about it. I, they were talking about his daughter or whatever. And he goes, another time and not that long ago, you'd be dead right now. And I just I just love that saying. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, that that, <laughs> is, that is a great that is a great movie. Very great. Oh, yeah. Hey, talking about equipment with your GoPros and stuff, um, do, do you use a specific one or do you use a bunch of different ones? Or So when the GoPro 7 Black first came out, that was the first GoPro to have stabilization in it. Okay. So we bought a couple of those and we still have a few of those around and they still work really good. Like okay. they, they shoot in 4K, they're super smooth, but we've slowly started upgrading. We have a couple eights and a couple nines now. And the nines work awesome. They look really good. The right. eights look good too. But like for somebody just wanting to buy a cheaper GoPro, the sevens work really good still. So, yeah. and we use them a lot too. Those are kind of our beat up cameras. We'll strap to the truck or strap wherever. But right. that stabilization's a game changer though. Oh yeah. And like, I think that's uh the, those GoPros are... <laughs> Like, I don't know if it wasn't for the GoPros, our channel wouldn't be as easy to watch just right. because when you strap those things on your hat, <clears throat> right? It just keeps it so smooth. It almost feels like you're sitting there riding with me. Yeah, it, it does. It's, it's crazy, man. And, and that's, that's, what's one of the things so cool about it when you're, you know, say you're just, I mean, you're just brush popping out there nine Oh and your rope swinging, you know, and your horse's mane's blowing his ears are pinned back. It's, it just looks <laughs> so cool. You feel like, you know, you're swinging that rope. It's super cool. How, yeah. how much how much are those nines anyway now gopro oh they usually have deals and you can pick them up for like 350 or somewhere yeah. around there and it comes in like a package they come with like mounts and a like a selfie stick or whatever you want to call it yeah and then daniel you um you said you got your drone license um i didn't i i guess i didn't even know you could get a drone license but uh is is that Tell tell us about that a little bit. Is that like do you have a, a certain size drone you can fly, or I mean, and why do you need a drone license? Yeah, so um, it actually I got my drone license because I needed to pick up an elective to get my degree. Gotcha. And it was just there, and my wife's like, "Hey, go get your drone license. It might be useful." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and the purpose of the drone license is if you want to get paid in any way from flying a drone you're gonna need a license gotcha and so 
now that I have my license, I can go to any like construction company or anywhere and fly whatever drone they want me to and um, get paid for it. And it kind of worked out because about the same time I picked up my license, YouTube really started cracking down on um, vloggers that use drones. Oh, really? And um, they started fining them a lot of money because they didn't have their license. Really? So who would find them? Would they just like report them to somebody and or would so YouTube find the, them? Um, it's the FAA. Um, okay. I can't remember quite the flight. Um, yeah, it's federal. the federal aviation yeah. administration or something like that right gotcha. but they um gotcha. they have people who get on youtube and just watch and see if there's this <laughs> drone footage and if they're getting paid for it they say hey you need to get your license or pay a fine crazy yeah. so yeah, it worked out perfect for us mm -hmm. daniel has his drone pilot's license and uh, we actually use the drone quite a bit on our channel. So yeah, I, awesome. I, I, I noticed that, um, there's some cool footage of you guys. I'm not sure where you're driving up, but, uh, but I mean, it, the, the drones like way up there and it's super cool. Like this, I think it's like a mountain Ridge you guys are driving on or something, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it just, I, I mean, it, it makes it just look epic. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's super, super, super cool. So, um, what, what's it, what's it cost to get a drone license and, and how long, how long does it take? And so, uh, you could do it by yourself and you just have to go, um, to, uh, an airport somewhere that will, uh, uh offer the test and the, it costs like $260 to take the test. Right. But, um, there's quite a bit of stuff that you got to learn and know. Right. So it was beneficial for me to take the class and learn it. Right. But you could go pick up a manual by yourself and teach yourself, and it, it wouldn't be that difficult. It would just right. take time. Yeah. And is there a limit on the size of drone you can fly then? Or, I um, mean, uh, yes and no. There's a lot of um, FAA regulations that you kind of have to adhere to. And gotcha. if you reach a certain weight, uh, you can still fly it, but you need to contact uh, that organization and get a waiver and get it cleared and, uh, there's just a lot of hoops you got to jump through and stuff. Gotcha. Very cool. So you guys, uh, are, are you, when, when are you heading out again to do more, more videoing and, and do you plan that, you know, when you're going to go do it or how, how do you schedule that now? <laughs> Very spontaneous. Oh yeah. <laughs> we don't have a set schedule. <laughs> we'll usually get a call like, like 10 o'clock the day before 10 o'clock at night, the day before, and we'll head right. out the next morning and film. And sometimes we'll go film for like three weeks and then we'll have to go edit for the next month or, gotcha. you know, maybe we're out filming once or twice a week and editing in between. And it's just, it's really tough. And that's why my upload schedule on YouTube is so difficult and not on time. Like our, our schedule is just crazy. And yeah, but we have to like do a weekly analysis and be like, okay, you know, I know this is going on, but that usually just goes out the door anyway. So Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that's, it's interesting just because, uh, it's, it's even like with the podcast. I mean, when I started the podcast and I was, you know, I belonged to all these groups and was just trying to learn about it and everybody's like, Oh, you got to release your podcast the exact same time, you know, on the exact day and all this. And, and, uh, I'm kind of like you guys, it, it's, it's even like, I've, I never plan anything, you know, that's, yeah, that's why, you know, I stammer through half of them, but, but it's better that way. I just like it better because it's just more, it's, it's not like, it's not canned, you know, it, but, um, it, uh, it's so hard to like stay on that schedule when you're doing so many different things. So I just got to a point where, man, I just, I schedule them when I can schedule them and you can actually change the date and make it look like it was scheduled on those times too. So <laughs> I've done that before. So it looks more congruent on, uh, you know, iTunes or on Spotify or anything, but, uh, anyway, so you guys are, you guys are videoing all of your podcasts as well that you're doing. Are you, are you doing, uh, in, in studio guests or are you doing remote? Or are you doing both? You know, we haven't fully decided yet. We're going to try a couple of different things and see what works best for our channel. Right. Um, there's a lot of the stuff that goes on like behind the scenes of Bronx and Donks. And we're thinking maybe we just want to talk about that. Right. We've also had other people wanting to come on. So we, we just can't decide if it's going to be more of an interview type podcast or just kind of us 
you know, having a conversation with each other and not bringing right. on anybody else. Right. It, it's a tough decision. And I think we're going to just try a bunch of different things and see what works. See what works the best. Yeah. I, I think that's a good idea too, though, just about explaining some of the videos. You know, I, I think that, you know, um, that that would, like you said, there's so many comments, you know, and you, and you can go through those comments that give you tons of comment to, uh, content to be able to just, Hey man, we're going to address, you know, we got however many comments on this video, blah, blah, blah. And then, and talk through it. I think, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And we've done that. And a couple of the ones we filmed, <clears throat> you know, we explain everything that went on behind the scenes, why we were doing this. We pulled up a ton of comments and I, I really like that podcast. So yeah. if people like it on YouTube, maybe we'll do a bunch of those. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, Hey man, we're getting uh, close to the end of our time here. Um, let's just, you guys best place for people to see on YouTube, what's your channel name and, and what do they call it on YouTube anyway? They call it just your channel? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can find us, uh, Bronx and Donks. And I, I guess we never went over the name, but hey, you get a Bronx, oh. you get a Donk, put them together, you got a mule. So okay, that's so, how you can remember our YouTube name. So let's talk about that real quick because we didn't okay. talk about that. Because, I mean, I, I again, I've heard it before and I've talked to people. And I know people that, you know, but it's not something I remember because I don't like own a mule or anything. How do you uh -huh. get a mule again? Explain that. Because you, you just gave a quick explanation, but, but go ahead and, and give a little more detailed one. <laughs> well, a mule, you get uh -huh. a female horse. Or, uh, yeah, female horse and, and a, a male donkey. A fiery Jack. Fiery Jack. <laughs> fiery Jack. <laughs> you play some nice, lovely music for him, and you get a mule. Yeah. So that, so that is, it's a, so it's a, it's a, a female horse and, um, a, a donkey a jack yep yeah and if you do it the opposite way with a female donkey and a stallion then it's a henny and it's not a mule they they almost look the same though really you can't tell a difference though they're a little yeah. bit more donkey like and yeah how, they're a little shorter but they kind of look like a horse and how are they though a henny. i don't, see, I don't that see them that often okay yeah. yeah it's not the way to do it i i take it <laughs> yeah i guess so, <laughs> so but, so, um, and then I've, I noticed too, uh, you, you can breed them with just basically any type of horse. Cause it looked like that you guys might've had some that were like, uh, paint mules or am I mistaken? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We ride a lot of quarter horse mules and walking gated mules. Those are our two favorite kinds, but really? yeah, there's all sorts of like, there's gated jacks, there's mammoth jacks. There's all so many different breeds and so many different factors. And kind of the tough thing about mules is, um, you know, they're worth a little bit more than horses, depending on, you know, the breed and stuff. Right. Like just for trail animals. And so people like if they kind of have a trashy mare, they're like, oh, maybe we'll breed her to a jack and get a few more dollars out of the colt. Right. So that's kind of the problem in the mule world is a lot of people aren't willing to breed their best stuff to a jack. So and that's what we do different is like I've bred my team roping horses to jacks and bred all sorts of good stock. So. Very cool. I, that makes a huge difference too, because you kind of get a lot of the brains from the mare, right? When you have a mule, so when you get just a jack out of a phenomenal mare, they almost always turn out. And then, yeah, that's like we'll get a ton of client mules from you know just random people, and they've bought these mules that are just out of bad stuff, and those are the mules that'll like get you hurt or they're right. not, you know. That's kind of where a lot of the the bad stereotypes for mules come from is that it's actually out of because they're out of bad stock gotcha gotcha very cool so anyway back to um bronx and donks is is your youtube channel yep instagram yep, we, our podcast channel is uh the bronx and donks podcast we ought to separate youtube channel for that okay oh, so you do have a separate youtube channel for that okay very cool and then um what else? Instagram is Bronx and Donks as well. Yep. Yep. No. If you just search up Bronx and Donks on almost anything, you'll find us. It'll come up. <laughs> yeah. And do you have a website now? Did you say or? Yep. Bronxandonks.com. That's where okay. we sell all our hats and saddles and everything. Yep. Okay. That Obviously, yeah. I was on that. Now, now I remember. And then, um, Daniel, how about you? Did You said you do horse training too. Do you have, do you have a site or a link or anything that you want to shout out or let people know about? So, uh, yeah, of course, the Bronx and Donks extended channel, too, is the name of the YouTube channel I'm editing. Okay. And then 
you can find me on Instagram and TikTok and TikTok at um, Dan Bronx and Donks. And okay. then if you're looking to get a horse trained or something, search up uh, K and M training um, on Facebook. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, I, I guess you guys are going to be off to the uh, editing room now, huh? Today. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Very yeah, cool. thank you so Very much cool. for having us on here. Yeah, hey, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man, I, I I really enjoyed it. I had a great time, and and uh, I'm glad we connected. And and uh, I'm excited just to you know watch you guys grow. And uh, I think you got a super cool thing going. And um, uh, yeah, I I dig it. I'm gonna get up there to Utah. Come visit you. Sounds good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Come film a video with us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I might be now. Now I'm going to be hitting you up for for tech tips for some of my uh, some of my stuff. I, I I'm going to do some other little things, but I need to get a GoPro. I'm not doing anything like you guys do. Trust me. Um, but I I I am going to maybe ride a bull. So, and I will I will <laughs> I will video that. So yeah, Wacy Barta he runs where they buck over here, and they they buck these bulls at Roadrunner Saloon. So. I'm actually getting ready to start training with um, uh, Doug Champion's company. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Doug Champion. It's uh, Richie Champion's brother, but he's a he's got a a uh, it's a personal training. He's got tons of uh, of uh, you know top rodeo athletes that they're training, and it's all virtual. It's super cool. So anyway, I'm gonna start training with the um, you know virtually with with Paul on that, and then uh, I've talked. To, I've had Wacy on the podcast. We've talked several times, and I said you know I'd really like to come over there and just. You got just a, a little jumper that I could get on. I mean, and so he says he does. So I don't know. My wife would kill me, but I, I just kind of want to do it because I've always wanted to do it. So it's one of those things. Uh, so ho hopefully the it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. turn out turn out to be a massive wreck. But uh, anyway. <laughs> well, you only live once, so <laughs> yeah, hey, dude. Yeah, th and that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. So and and I'm gonna actually I had some other guys on the podcast, <clears throat> Navy SEAL guys that they have <clears throat> they have um tribe skate and then they've got uh another um uh firearms training company that's just i've really blown up uh it's it's grb grbs i think anyway um but they the, they do uh parachuting out here and they train you know fire jumpers and stuff and so anyway they invited me to to parachute with them and i hate flying anyway but um so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do that as well so i'll probably go pro that as, as well um Oh, anyway. that'd be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I figure, I figure if I've jumped out of a plane tied to a Navy SEAL, I mean, that's, um, you know, I mean, even if I died, you know, it would be, you know, Hey man, at least I was with a SEAL, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to go. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't tied to some doofus or something anyway. But, uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, Hey man, it's been a blast and, uh, look forward to seeing more of your, more of your content coming up. And I'll, I'll like I said, I'm, I might be bugging you for, um, for uh tech information and uh sounds good we'll bug you back for some podcast uh information maybe <laughs> absolutely absolutely well cool guys well hey man you guys have a great day and then uh, we'll be in touch soon okay thank you thank you where are you cowboys you and cowgirls at every friday afternoon Hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock And ice down a cooler I'd drive that old back road Until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups And fancy rigs Twenty thousand dollar horses Then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in the rope and pin. Well, I ain't no play your speed, but I give her hell. He never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies. Kick back in the saddle. And philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't.
do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the Roman pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman pen Down at the 